Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so glad that you are listening with us. We have two very, very special guests on the podcast with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about our community ministry here at Bethlehem Church. And we have, we're going to be interviewing Miss Candy Green and Joseph Brown, the community director and community pastor at Bethlehem Church. Welcome, y'all. Thank you. We're so glad to be here. We are. Thank you for having us. So first of all, tell everyone about your roles at the church, what you do, and kind of how long you've been here at Bethlehem. So as you mentioned, I'm the community director here. So I try to get the people of Bethlehem Church plugged in in the community outside the four walls of the church and really bring in awareness to the church of what organizations are out there doing a great work that they could plug into and be a part of. And that's really important. I don't know if people are aware, if our listeners are aware of how vital that is and how important that is to the heart of Bethlehem mm-hmm. Church and mm-hmm. part of our vision and is to be out in the community Absolutely. making a difference. That's right. Yeah. So, Joseph, how about you? Well, I pretty much do whatever Candy tells me to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're a great team. Yeah, we, yes. no, we truly are. Um, and... I have absolutely loved being on staff uh, at Bethlehem Church and being with the community. Uh, For me, I actually got right involved in it in the heart of the pandemic. Uh, I kind of switched roles at Bethlehem and and stepped into that role with community pastor. And uh, I had one week and then COVID hit. And so we we hit the ground running, uh, Candy and I, and it's been an awesome journey since then. Yeah. yeah, I was actually on maternity leave yeah. when Joseph jumped in the community team. That was definitely a God thing yeah. to have some extra support in mm. my absence. So it's all worked great. And y'all have been working together for about a year. Is that right? That's we right. have yeah. together about a year. I've been on staff for a little over four years now. Mm-hmm. And I've been on staff for five years. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen the two of you work together really well. I mean, y'all, y'all make a really great partnership. And so it's been really cool to watch, especially... And we're going to talk about this, how much community ministry has changed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pre-COVID, during COVID, and now as we're kind of in the, not really post-COVID, but, but, you know, kind of now in the after uh, COVID uh, times. So let's talk about some of the transitions that, uh, that, that we've experienced. So Candy, we've seen a lot of change take place Mm -hmm. over the past year, as we've talked about. Talk about what community ministry looked like at Bethlehem pre-COVID. Yeah. So, you know, Pastor Jason's been with us 10 years now, Mm. and one of the many things he brought here is just a heart and a passion for the community. Mm. The community should be better because the people of God are here. I love that. So, ever since he came, the church has got more and more involved with the community, primarily in a meeting needs role. Um, And we've really been behind the school system in a big way, which, um, as we may talk about, has transitioned to more than one school system at this point. But I think Bethlehem laid a lot of groundwork over the year in the community, not only just increasing our influence, but we were able to do that because people knew they could depend on us and we followed through on the things that we said. That's so good. 
That's great. So, and and we've really done, and not just the school systems, but we've done a lot of events. That's right. In the community. And you, you want to talk we about have, any of those? Yeah. yeah. So one of my favorite things of the past is Winterfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people listening to this podcast probably participated either in a volunteer role or as an attendee, but we just threw a big party at oh, Christmas yeah. two years in a row, ice skating, fake snow pit, pictures with Santa, mm-hmm. uh, petting zoo. And for Nine for yard. the whole community. Free, exactly. Uh, so that's definitely been a highlight for me. Um, we've also done like block parties out in the community, summer parties at the Boys and Girls Club, just, yeah, a whole list of things yeah. we've been able to well, be a part and of. And that's what I wanted to highlight, too, because I know, like, you know, we've done a lot in the schools, but there's so much that, yes. that the community oh, ministry yeah. has done that, that people might not be yes. even aware of. So when I, when I first came on staff at Bethlehem five years ago, that was one of the first things I noticed about Bethlehem is just the community presence that we had, how mm. much stuff we were giving to to the school system, to organizations that we partner with, mm-hmm. and just the just the reputation we had in this community was unbelievable, mm-hmm. the impact we had. That was one of the first things I noticed when I came on staff. That's so cool. So COVID happened, mm-hmm. obviously. We all know that. Um, we're all very familiar with that. Talk about how the community ministry has changed. Um, I guess maybe talk about how COVID changed it. Um, and how we've had to pivot or how you guys have had to pivot. So one of the biggest ways that uh, we've really changed just being in the heart of COVID uh, is we've become really a lot more focused, a lot more intentional uh, with what we're doing, why we're doing it, and who we're doing it with. Um, you know, we're still supporting all the school systems that we previously we were. Uh, we're still uh, supporting all the nonprofits that we currently were, were doing that. So we're, we're still doing all those things. Mm-hmm. We're just more focused and intentional with those nonprofits, with the school systems, and really more hands on, if anything, Mm. uh, where we're going in and um, just getting to know the organizations, getting to know the people behind the organizations uh, that are just running them day to day. And so that's been really cool. Uh, For the last several weeks, Candy and I have been actually going to these organizations and really getting to know them a little bit better. Um, And one of the things that we always remind each other, and we say this to each other, do for one what we wish we could do for all. Right. Um, And so that's kind of the the theme that we've started in this this pandemic. Uh, And then another thing, Pastor Jason always said this uh, since I've been on staff, is if Bethlehem Church cease to exist with the community, even notice. Mm. And I believe that was true before COVID, but mm-hmm. even more so now mm-hmm. as we're kind of coming out of COVID, just the th- opportunities, the things we've gotten to do. Um, I would say a hundred percent. Yes. If Bethlehem church shut down, the community would be devastated because mm-hmm. of it. Wow. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. And I would just echo off of what Joseph said too, that one of the hard things about our role, even though we really try to put our yes on the table mm-hmm. as much as we can, sometimes, you know, we have to give no's. We have to do for one what we wish we could do for all because we have to be good stewards of what the people of Bethlehem has entrusted us with. And we're always thinking about impact and kingdom impact and, you know, what the greater good is. Mm. So we have opportunities. It's not like one's good and one's bad, but it's there's a lot of great opportunities on the table, but what can we bring about the most impact with? So sometimes 
sometimes we may have to put a no out there that's hard, right. but mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, doing the greater good. Right. And that's, that's right. rare, too. I mean, I would mm-hmm. say for, for Bethlehem. Yeah. No's to... are rare. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. And we say this every Sunday. You know, you're not giving to Bethlehem Church. You're giving through Bethlehem Absolutely. Church. So part of what we're doing here today is highlighting what you're giving to and and through yeah. and what that giving is is actually accomplishing cuz yeah. there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, so we've talked about kind of post-covid or 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 what community looked like, community ministry looked like pre-covid and then during covid how how we had to pivot. Talk about what it kind of looks like now. Last December, we rolled out a community initiative called Give Hope. Mm-hmm. And if you have come to Bethlehem Church, you know you've kind of seen some of the graphics. You've seen, uh, you know, the the campaign that we did during December. We raised uh, funds for nonprofits in our local community through this this Give Hope campaign. So talk about that and kind of why it was born, what that is and, and why it was born. Yeah. So if you have been around Bethlehem for a while, you will remember that every December for, I believe it was nine years, maybe 10, nine or 10 years, we had an initiative called Walk Through Bethlehem. And it started really small, really kind of serving the Bethlehem community. And kind of year, a grassroots thing, yes, right? It literally was a grassroots thing. It was actually uh, right before Jason came when the church did not have a lead pastor. Wow. And, you know, many people know Joel Goddard was stepping up and kind of handling that role mm-hmm. while being the worship pastor wow. simultaneously. <laughs> uh, it's a miracle he's still here, but uh, we're so thankful he is. But um, so year after year, we've done that. It grew and grew. And as we started last fall, we're like, what are we going to do? We can't be idle. We're Mm -hmm. Bethlehem Church on Christmas Avenue in Bethlehem, Georgia, and just sitting on our hands was not an option. So as we started conversations, you know, Pastor Jason, Pastor Matt Pilon were in on it, um, and me and Joseph and um, Angela, I think you were even in on some of them. We just kind of had little conversations of figuring out what that looks like. Right. And throughout the pandemic, even while the church was closed, we're still Zooming all the time. And um, thankfully for Joseph and I, we were still physically active, being able to do a lot of great things, meeting a lot of needs in the midst of that. But um, the theme that we kept hearing from our senior leadership here was hope. Mm. Give hope in the conversations you have with people. Be hope. Give hope in your limited interactions with people. And it just kind of stopped that that's what we're called to do. And so when we were figuring out what to do, kind of the terminology give hope because we were going to ask the congregation to partner with us in whatever we did. So Mm. there there was a giving piece of that, whether it was time or financial resources or both. So we kind of came up with the give hope. And the more we kind of tossed that around and talked about it, we said, you know what? That's synonymous with community ministry at Bethlehem Church. Mm. What we're doing, all of our interactions, we want to give hope to the community. We mm-hmm. want to be a light in the darkness. We've said that many, many years. And so it was cool. We launched the Give Hope Initiative, focusing on that do for one what you wish you could do for all. We have over 25 nonprofit partners, wow. but we got very intentional as we met with them, talked with them throughout the year 
understanding what their needs were, dreams that COVID might have crushed for them. Mm -hmm. And we just said, what would it look like to rally around a few organizations in a big way and bring them a huge dose of hope? And so Give Hope was launched. And um, we, Joseph and I, had the fun job of going to our partners, getting wish lists from them, things they need, things they dreamed about. And then uh, we prayed over those and just went where the Lord led us with those few organizations and the church blew our socks off. I mean, they were incredible. So we thought if we commit $100,000, we ask the congregation to match us $100,000. It's been a hard year for a lot of people. Um, Thankfully, a lot of people weren't... um, nearly affected as much as others. And we just said, what would it look like? It may be a sacrifice for many, but we'll do a hundred grand, get them to match us. And then the church actually raised $250,000 and we asked for a hundred. So what that means is um, those Give Hope monies have carried over to this year and Mm -hmm. we're doing some cool things with that, Um, able to do more. But like I said, we kind of rebranded community at Bethlehem is now Give Hope. You'll hear right. that constantly. So yeah. Give Hope and community are synonymous. That's right. Yeah. So They're you, one in the same. It's a part of our DNA. Right. Just who we are is so giving hope. Let me ask both of you this. Did y'all expect that much money? Like, was that, was that, how was that to when you, when you had this idea, I kind of, we knew that Bethlehem was going to step up and go mm. above and beyond they always do. Yeah. So we knew that it would probably be more, but did you really, did you think it would be that much more? I didn't. <laughs> no, my, not that so much. when we started talking about doing this, my my response was, do you think $50,000 would be too much to ask for? Wow. And that's what Joseph and I started working off yeah. of, that we had like a $100,000 budget to work with. So mm-hmm. I don't know what Joseph thought. Yeah, so you know, Jason's a dreamer, uh, Pastor yes. Jason. So he's always telling us, "Dream big." You know, mm-hmm. don't go, don't, don't go small. Go dream big. And so uh, we did have before we kind of started going to these organizations. He said, "Don't be scared to dream big." Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Well, how big are you talking?" He goes, "I don't know, but a hundred thousand. You know, go that big." Yeah. And so it was really neat. The first organization I went to and talked to, and I said, you know, what are some of the dreams that you would like to see happen that maybe you couldn't see happen because of COVID? One of the things they said was about $90,000. Wow. And so it was like God just confirming, going, go big, go big. (laughs) And so we're like, okay, we're going to do what we can. And Mm. the church... Like you said, it, it just blessed and blew yeah. our mind. I always step up and, mm-hmm. and go up, go above and beyond. So talk about what Give Hope looks like year-round. We talked about kind of what the initial um, launch in December, what, mm-hmm. what that looked like. Talk about Give Hope, what it looks like year-round, what you guys do, and what, who are some of our partners and, and uh, some of the, you know, the, the ongoing work that we yeah. do. Yeah, so like I said, uh, the Give Hope is a part of our DNA. It's just who we are now. Um, and it's not just, you know, Christmas and, and that time of year, but it's all year along, 365 mm-hmm. days um, where we're giving hope. And, and you can constantly give to that Give Hope um, 
initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really right now 25 nonprofit ministries or organizations that we partner with. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those are like uh, the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. uh, that are already been along, around for a long time that are doing great work. We just want to support them, encourage them. Uh, and so that's one. Uh, we also support the PATH Project. PATH Project goes into mobile home parks and works with students and children uh, as a tutoring, mentoring uh, organization and do incredible, incredible work. And so that's another one that's just making a huge, huge impact. Uh, One is the Ministry Village uh, right here in Barrow County that is doing uh, Christian counseling. They also partner with foster families in the community as well uh, to provide food and clothing, uh, diapers, different things like that. So that's another great one. Even international. Um, There's uh, Kapundwa is one of the ministries that we supported this past year that is working with teen pregnancies in Uganda Mm. and just helping them navigate through that, um, especially as teens, you know, how hard that can be for them. And so just partnering with them and then team up mentoring. Uh, we've highlighted them several times this past year, but, uh, out of Monroe who are children and students that have experienced extreme trauma, Mm. uh, in their lives, in their early life, uh, team up mentoring is coming beside those children and just mentoring them, supporting them, not only the students that we learned, but also the parents and caregivers wow. of mm-hmm. those students. They are, it's not just one, it's both that wow. they're supporting. And so that's been really neat. Um, those are just some of the yeah, many just a few. Yeah, of, right. the, of the organizations that we support and that Candy and I, like I said, have gotten to know mm-hmm. uh, who runs those organizations and the people behind kind of the curtain that we get to, to work with and love on and, and support. And I would just like to add to that as well, that we do support several foster care agencies And we realized in conversations and interactions with local foster parents that child care is a big issue. Now, I think the laws have loosened a good bit and there's a little more freedom in in having babysitters and people such as that. But for a while, it was very hard to get somebody approved to care for your foster Mm. children in your absence. So we launched back in 2017 Foster Fun Day, and we did it twice a year up until 20. 20, but we're just going to scratch that year and not worry about that. Um, but we shall not, shall not, not be, named. be named. That's right. <laughs> but we are so excited. We're going to bring that back to the 316 campus on Saturday, April 17th. It's from 2 to 6. So for four hours, we host local foster children and the family's biological kids. Mm. And we just try to make this one of the best afternoons they've ever had. Mm. It's not us babysitting them, occupying their time, but virtually every 30 minutes, they're doing a new activity. They're moving to a new location. We have a petting zoo with baby bunnies, baby goats, and horses. We've got all kinds of activities. We feed them. We're grilling out burgers this time. It's just a really special time and something I just so encourage people to be a part of. So we are looking so forward to that and just love this as one of the the ministries that we do. Yeah. So if if people are interested in signing
signing up to serve for that, they can contact you or, right. or sign or, up through the website. That's right. It is already on the website and you can pick. We split it up into two volunteer shifts. People are welcome to serve both and some do, but we know weekends can get busy for families. So sure. if you just need to take one shift, we would love to see you during that time. Wow. And I just want to say too, I just spoke to this incredible uh, lady that, that attends our church. Their whole family attends our church. And that is how they came to the church was through a previous Foster Fund Day. How cool is so, that? And they're, you know, a vital part of our church family and we love them. And, and so it was just really cool to hear that that's what brought them in. Yes. They got a, a email or, or some kind of a flyer saying and they're, they have uh, foster children and they're an adoptive family. And so they came in as, wow, what a great service to our community. We, we want that, you know. That's so, so special. Really cool. That's so encouraging. And I think it's important for people to realize too, like if you've never been in nonprofit in that world, how how lonely that can be, and how you know uh, the scripture says that that two are better than one, mm-hmm. and and how partnering together and networking and and supporting one another is such an important yeah. role. So that that does really, I mean, it it does exactly what you're saying. It gives hope, mm-hmm. you know, to the nonprofits and also the people that they're serving, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is hot off the press. This is fresh news. <laughs> you you heard it here first, y'all. That's right. So Joseph and I had a little dreaming session uh, this week about um, Give Hope Community Ministry here. And kind of to your point about how it can feel lonely and isolated for some of these nonprofits, a lot of them deal with really heavy stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So one thing Joseph and I have on our radar is really inviting those organizations in or going out to them mm-hmm. and just loving on them, mm-hmm. giving an encouraging chat. Uh, we talk about Enneagram. We yeah. all know our Enneagram numbers and we've got staff here that can teach on that and share about that. So just like a little lunch and learn Mm -hmm. type thing, Mm -hmm. just ways we can help with some team building in those organizations and just giving them an outlet. So that's on on the horizon. We're hoping for Bethlehem Church. That's incredible. So... Uh, so how many talk about that's that's a really cool opportunity for the nonprofits. Um, talk about some of the volunteer opportunities that are um, that are available year round. So to, just kind of highlight some mm-hmm. of those for the that people of Bethlehem Church can get involved in. Yeah. So I want to give an example with this one. And so right when the COVID hit um, back in March of 2020, uh, the school system, Bear County School System, actually approached us for help with food distribution because there's several kids in the county that did the only meals they got were at school. First of all, I'm going to interrupt you right there because what you just said is so incredible that the school system reached out. They knew who to reach out to. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is an important thing that, that we need to uh, just acknowledge that they knew who to turn to in that time. So, okay, yeah. go ahead, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about making an impact in, yes. in the community. Yes. So, um, so the school system reached out to us and they said, hey, there's a list of kids that they need food mm. every day. And we they got some government help and government funding, the school system did. And so they asked us to kind of manage it, figure that out. And so we did. We said, yeah, that was one. We immediately yeah. said, yes, we're going to do whatever it takes. And the volunteers just came out of from everywhere yeah. um, to support that and, and to serve and to go to the schools, pick up the food, then take it literally physically to their house, mm-hmm. drop it at their front door. 
social distancing, right, mask, right. gloves, COVID all safe. yeah, COVID yep. safe, mm-hmm. all those things. Um, but we did that, and mm-hmm. by the by the time we got done doing that, we were feeding about two thousand students in Barrow County. Wow, per day, per day. Wow. Yep. That's incredible. And I would just like to give a shout out to our staff as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, COVID turned everything upside down and our staff members really voluntarily jumped in on that. Mm-hmm. And almost every one of our team members was out there serving and delivering meals across the county. So that was a really cool thing to see for everybody yeah. to really jump in and make that happen. But like Joseph said, mm-hmm. people that are not even a part of Bethlehem Church, Right. jumped in mm-hmm. and helped as well and many people that call the church home did so it was mm-hmm. really cool at a time where you had to be careful and distance and some mm-hmm. people were isolated at home we love that little piece yeah. of community yes. that we got to interact with people yeah. well and a lot of our kids were involved too like you yes. know it was summertime and mm-hmm. so we were delivering meals so our kids are you know instead of sitting at home they were actively participating and able to help serve the community and giving them a taste of what that looks like, you yes. know, how a community can rally together and serve one another. So yes. that was, we loved that part of it was getting our kids involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so really there's more opportunities every day that yeah. are arising that we're, we're learning about, that we're hearing about. Um, it, it's on our website. And I think Kenny's going to talk about that in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are opportunities always rising. Uh, you know, one that's coming up is the Treehouse, who does um, works uh, right here in Bear County and mm-hmm. does incredible work as well. Uh, they needed some landscaping done. And so we got some of our men's group that, you know, love to be outside, love to, you know, get dirty and work in, yes. the, in the dirt and grass and all that, those things. Uh, there's, that's just an opportunity to serve. Um, and so some, great way for small groups. Oh, to get involved. absolutely. A lot of men's small groups are going to be helping there. And so opportunities like that for people to get involved and to serve. Mm-hmm. And I would like to add to that. Joseph mentioned earlier about it being in our DNA. And what is so cool is over time, and I would say really coming out of COVID, for some reason, I don't think there's anything magical about COVID. It just happened to be the timing. But our student ministry and children's Mm -hmm. ministries have been connecting with us on how can we engage our kids in serving. Mm. So the men's group is doing the Treehouse Landscape Mm -hmm. Project, but we also have two small groups in high school ministry that are going to do a deep cleaning of the facility and sanitizing toys. Um, So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then children's ministry, we hosted the vaccination days for Bear County schools. So we provided snacks and lunch and bottled water for the 85 health workers and volunteers that were facilitating it. And so children's ministry made posters to go up in the Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. and yard signs and our fourth and fifth graders even wrote cards Hmm. to the healthcare workers so (laughs) it's really neat how we're having more and more collaboration because like joseph said it's in the dna of who the church is we're not just community ministry on an island we're all intertwined together which is really cool right and i remember i don't just thinking back i remember you guys even serving healthcare workers and sending them care packages yes 
mm-hmm. you know, it, I mean, they've been under such uh, stress and, and uh, you know, working hard, long hours, serving our, you know, our, the health needs of our of our yes. community. And so you, you guys even that, reached that out was, to them. Yes, that was a really cool opportunity. We reached out to Piedmont Athens mm-hmm. and just asked, you know, how we could serve. And the cool thing is everybody's overworked, overwhelmed. Yeah. But when people have been generous, it's been to the front lines, to the nurses, to the doctors. The people that are often overlooked Mm -hmm. are like the, uh, I don't know their correct term, but like housekeeping, Mm. janitorial. um, There's a whole lot of people. Everybody in the healthcare system is overwhelmed. It's a really tough season. And so they asked us, would you intentionally provide for this group of people? And, you know, we have the school on the back of our campus, Mm -hmm. which is really neat. So our third graders at BCA came over and packed all the goodie bags Mm -hmm. and wrote notes Mm. to each person receiving a bag. And it was just precious. That's awesome. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Okay. So y'all are making me want to go serve our community right now. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) So for those that are listening, we hope that this inspires you too, because we are just, we're so, we get fired up when we talk about this Mm because we see how uh, these small acts can make huge differences. Mm -hmm. And we're just ordinary people doing extra, you know, we can make little, uh, do little things and and they can lead to extraordinary uh, impact and have that impact. It's it's incredible. So, we uh, how how do we get involved? Yes. How, what is one way that or just tell our people, tell the people that are listening how how do I get involved? What's the best way? So, if nobody hears anything else that was said today, <laughs> listen, right listen now. to this. We want you to serve yes. with Absolutely. Give yes, Hope 100%. Community Ministry at Bethlehem Church. So, as COVID gets more in the rearview mirror, the opportunities will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. We've just had, um, every month we've had opportunities regardless, but we just know that list is going to grow in the future. Mm. But the community page of our website is a great place to stop. It's got our partners listed there. You can see who we support, who we're plugged in with. And then there's the sign-up link Mm -hmm. where you can go to see the serving opportunities available. So that is always a great resource, the website. Then if you've been around our campus for any time, 316 211 Oconee, we have community walls up, and there's usually a TV. We're highlighting an organization or group of organizations every month, and you'll see QR codes popping up, and you can scan that, and it'll take you right to our serving page as well. And then occasionally from stage, you may hear about opportunities. You can keep an eye on the connection card. And then, of course, Pastor Joseph and I are always accessible. We love for people to reach out to us. How can they? Yeah, tell us what your passions are. We'll help you get plugged in with where you need to be. And how can they get, how can they reach you so um probably our email yeah. is the yeah. best yeah. way we That's do not have way. phones actually in our office <laughs> but we can call you yeah. um but email is a great way to reach out to us i'm really easy i'm candy like a piece of candy at bethlehemchurch.us <laughs> yes. and joseph is joseph at bethlehemchurch.us right. and on our website there's also a staff page and you can click directly there to email us Perfect. but call in the church office as well nikki normally gets those calls and she always promptly forwards those on. So we love to hear from people and get them plugged in. That's incredible. Yeah.
So Joseph and Candy, share with us some final thoughts today. Do you have any parting wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Now, again, I think I'm just thankful uh, for Bethlehem Church, uh, for their generosity, for their hearts, for the community. Um, They never cease to amaze me and Mm -hmm. just blow our minds with opportunities to serve and to give back. And um, I'm just honored to be on the team. Yeah, I just second what Joseph said. I don't think I can add anything to that. Well, and we're thankful for you guys and for what you do and how you connect our our people to the needs of the community. And so thank you for what you do. So we just wanted to highlight the ministry, the community ministry here at Bethlehem Church, Give Hope. It's year-round. You can sign up through the website. There are plenty of serving opportunities that you can do together with your family, mm-hmm. with your uh, with your kids. And uh, if you have any questions at all, email Candy or Joseph. Uh, so thank y'all. Thank y'all so thank much you. for being on the podcast yeah, today. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. And thank you for listening. And we will see you next time.